This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Doing good. How you doing? Good. Also joined by Intern Corey. It's an Intern Corey pick. It's Interns Corey now. I pluralized it. Oh, that's Facebook. right. Because Facebook made me. What if my name is Intern? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, what if my proper title is Intern? But Zuckerberg's like, no, you have to pluralize it so you sound Swedish. I know someone with the last name Moist who Facebook wouldn't let them use their own last name. <laughs> That's funny. So, hello, I am Intern Scory. <laughs> Does that sound like Squizgar from Metalocalypse? Yeah. <laughs> you want you want pickled herring? <laughs> so, you picked Tourist Trap from 1979. Yes, I did. Why? And you know why I picked it because I've been meaning to watch this movie for a while. And then I believe it was Brett put it yeah. on his 70s um, list. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you know what? Brett usually has good taste. <laughs> so, Don't blame this on me. So I'm going to watch it. And I enjoyed it. It's kind of, to me, it was kind of a, an updated House of Wax. Yeah. To the point that I think the House of Wax remake was legit a tourist trap remake. Yeah. I truly believe it was, but they just called it House of Wax because that had better name recognition. Because the uh, we're talking about the uh, the Paris Hilton one, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, because like it shared nothing with the with the Vincent Price movie House of Wax, and almost everything with this one. Without the weird psychic stuff that is never explained at all, but I love it. Dude, actually, I know exactly why the weird psychic stuff was put in. And you're gonna regret saying I love it. <laughs> oh, I know, I know who's responsible. Look here, all right, people. Let's, let me pull the curtain back a little bit here. It's time. Charles Band annoys me quite a bit sometimes. At the end of the day, though, I also quite like a lot of what he's done. And I worked myself into a shoot here to making him my mortal enemy. And it's like, well, I actually like some of his stuff. I had to constantly say I hate him. And so here, I hate half of Charles' band. That's going to be my new thing. You, you hate the Charles part, like the band part. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, like, see, Full Moon Charles' band can be really fucking rough. But some of that's still, like, pretty good, too. Like, a lot of his stuff pre-Full Moon, he was really, like, pumping out hits, though. I would like to point out that Ghoulies was an Empire picture. I know it was, and that's that's a point of contention. Well, that's why, Greg, when you asked, like, oh, Intern Corey, why did you pick this movie? I was like, look at the producer. That's why. I mean, I, I, I do love Charles Band, but honestly, like I said, it was just one that I had been meaning to watch. And this gave me, like, a purpose to watch it, I guess. Fair well, enough. Intern Corey, am I not mistaken to say that this music was also in Puppet Master? Uh, I don't think it's the exact music, but it's very similar because it wasn't Richard Band. His brother did not do the music for this. I saw that, but it also just sounds so similar. Pup it sounds so Puppet Mastery. It yeah. does. I mean, I love the music in this, 
like that the opening credits music you know just has you know the random sounds and it sounds all happy but then it gets spooky but then it gets happy again It, it was great uh yeah it does sound a lot like puppet master yes um so a few things about this movie is part of the the opening to this movie is a perfect setup for something I really like. It's got weird psychic shit flying. It's got a group of like hot teens, like skinny dipping. It's got creepy redneck, suspicious man. I'm like, okay, I'm 100% in. So the premise of this is great. It gets wacky in the middle to, to where I don't dislike it, but I also get very lost when I watch this. So I'm excited to get into this. So you guys ready? Oh, yeah, at this. one point, you really have to start being like, okay, I'm paying attention to every single word they're saying because that has to make sense at some point. Yeah. yeah. Does it? We'll, we'll no. see. Nope. Um, directed by David Schmoller, who also directed Puppet Master, which is like, it makes sense that like there's another thing dr- leading to Puppet Master. Yeah, yeah. You, there's lots of Puppet Master prints all over this. Also written by David Schmoller. And produced by Charles Band, of course. One hundred percent. So, and there was one other guy that written that produced as well, and helped. There was the guy that helped him write it, J. Larry Carroll. Yes. Something I want to start trying to do now, along with like the writer, director, producer stuff, and if the composer like sticks out to me, is the budget, which is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Ooh, nice. Hmm. Very cheap. Yes. So it starts with Woody, this character, rolling a tire to the gas station for air, and he finds an abandoned, creepy gas station. I love that he walks into this place. One, it looks like a bar slash gas station when you get to the inside. Yeah. There's like a layer of dust on everything. There's no way, like none of the neon signs are on. Oh, like the chairs are like a few of them are up on the bar. Like no one's here. Yeah, no one's been here for 10 years by the looks of it. He's like, hello, hello. But real quick, I want to jump ahead to the point where we'll just say our killer is like, the gas station is a good place to get people. I'm like, how? Who's yeah. going to this fucking gas station? I th- I don't think it's that particular gas station. Because if he also says he has to go to the highway. So he might be going to a different gas station. And he they just kind of lucked out with, the, with these poor schmucks. Okay. But he goes into this back room trying to find somebody, and he finds this creepy laughing mannequin. And I mean, it laughs. Like, the jaws drop, like, and... <laughs> oh, I love the mouths on these mannequins. It's just, like, how they, like, the hinges and whatnot. It's creepy as shit. Yep. <laughs> the room locks him in. There's no one doing this. It's just, like, doors closing, locks moving, everything moving on its own. And then the window opens up and closes on its own. And then it's smashed open by another mannequin just flying into it. And then the, the mannequin's head starts rotating on its own and, like, has this just this deep, throaty laugh. Well, there's, like, a witch one that pops out of the closet out of nowhere. Like... <laughs> This whole opening scene is bonkers because he breaks a hole in the door to get out and something grabs his arm and then everything, and they spend so long in this shot, starts shaking and rattling around and moving and then bottles and cans are flying at him. He's dodging them, but his arm's still stuck in the door. Well, I saw like how they did this is like they rotated the room where like where the bottles are flying from. That's actually the ceiling and they're just dropping bottles at him. 
They had a rotating room for this budget. That's impressive, actually. I don't think they had a rotating room. I think they just built the set that way and bolted the camera to the side. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes. I love the misdirect with a knife, because you see the knife start shaking and coming towards him. So you think the knife is going to get him, but it doesn't. No, I enjoy the pipe a lot more, because it, like, into him. Like, it's, like, reverse, like, filming kind of thing, it looks like. It's, like, where they pulled it away from him and reversed the film. And then just the, the slow drip of the blood coming out of the pipe. Yeah, and it's just, like, to, like, a steady trickle of blood, and then he just dies. <laughs> Did you guys ever see, like, how they get maple sap out of trees? Like, how they tap the tree? Yeah. Dracula needs these all around his castle. Just, like, made... human syrup. Exactly. A jeep full of his friends who picked up the girl he was with, like, I guess they were driving two separate cars, find the tire, and they're trying to find him. So they drive down this road. In a a strike against them, there are road closed, no trespassing, and stuff like that signs up that they just completely ignore. There's a sign that says closed to the public with a vulture on it. I mean, you know, don't follow the buzzards. What's his name took the tire to the gas station diner place? Which I think this tire that they see, they're like, that must be his tire. I don't think that's his tire. Because why would the killer bring the tire with him? To lure them there. Yeah. Eh, Okay. But they drive down the closed road to the Oasis, which is the big tourist trap along with the museum and everything. Have you guys ever stopped at anything like this? Oh, all the time. All the time. I love, like, crappy roadside tourist traps. I love them. Thrift stores, flea markets, that kind of thing. But, like, the world's largest ball of yarn, not really. Oh, Oh, absolutely. I will absolutely. um, There's one on the border of North and South Carolina called the South of the Border. It's this. Yeah. (laughs) South of the Border. Yeah. (laughs) And it is great, and I love it. That's that's on Tell Him Steve Dave a few times, and yeah, we definitely know that. I don't know how that place is still open. <laughs> I actually, sadly, I don't think it is. Yeah, it is. No, oh, it is. is it? I haven't been there. Honestly, I think the the last time I was there was on my honeymoon, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I have been married for fifteen years, so. But they're driving down this road, and the Jeep just stops working. Is this more psychic magic that this happens? Because he stresses, like, this Jeep runs perfect, there's never anything wrong with it, and it doesn't seem like a crappy, like, he can barely start it. Like, is this just psychic magic that makes it stop? I'm going to say psychic magic, and I'm also, just so Razor Rob doesn't yell at us, this isn't technically a Jeep, it's a Volkswagen thing. It's a Jeep. They say All Jeep. those things are Jeeps. They say no, Jeep. It- but it's a Volkswagen. It's a Volkswagen logo on it. Okay, Jeep well, is a whole a different wagon. Jeep. No, it's a Volkswagen thing. That's what it was actually called. It was called it's the Volkswagen thing. thing. Yes, the actual name of the vehicle was the Volkswagen thing. Oh, that's dumb. <laughs> I love them though. I think they're great. Jerry gets out to work on the Jeep, and the girls kind of go exploring nearby. Great thing to do on the road closed with the buzzard sign place, but whatever. And they find this water. they find this waterfall and swimming hole and of course they start skinny dipping like isn't this great and everyone's having a great time until the owner shows up with a shotgun 
Oh yeah, he has just a, this. This old man shows up with a double barrel shotgun with all these like women naked swimming on his land. It looks like uh, the waterfall reminds me of something you'd see on like Gilligan's Island. It's like that, ver- like that quality of set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I would like to say that it was very nice of these two couples to take their weird Amish friend on Rumspringa on, on on this road trip with them. <laughs> Molly? I will I'm just going I hate Molly so much. Like I <laughs> cannot stand I cannot stand Molly. She does seem the most out of place in this friend group. Why is she with these others? I I'm, like I said, I'm assuming she's just their their Amish friend on Rumspringa. They played with this even in like Friday the Thirteenth Part Four of there was like the stuck up girl kind of who was like very like shy and whatnot and didn't want to do anything like the rest of them are skinny dipping but she won't but she immediately goes skinny dipping but then she's also like playing the shy girl so like which way is it they have her cranked up so high on this though she's almost like a caricature of like I'm trying to be the final girl like one hundred percent I will do nothing bad yeah exactly. She's wearing white. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that, that weird, you know, Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania whatever when he wrestled the Undertaker hat. <laughs> and the guy playing Mr. Slauson in this, the, the weird redneck, that is uh, screen legend Chuck Connors of TV's The Rifleman. It was an old Western show. I, was I had no idea what The Rifleman was. was gonna, I've heard of it. I'm not a Western <laughs> fan, but I've definitely heard of The Rifleman. I put on MeTV before and been like, oh, The Rifleman's on. Not yeah, going to watch um, it. My, my father-in-law is a, a huge fan of Western, so I would be doing him a disservice if I did not mention that this is Chuck Connors. I, I would say above that, he's an old yeller. Oh, yeah. I, I, I block old yeller out of my brain. Yeah. I, because yeah. I like being because I like being happy. The actress who plays Becky is Midge in that '70s show. Yes, who unfortunately oh. passed. She passed away not that long ago. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I love Midge. Hmm. But he's overly friendly, and he's talking to him like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Like, pays no attention to the fact that you're obviously creeping them out a little bit. But they tell him, "Oh, we're looking for our friend Woody," and everything goes well. Y'all best leave before it gets dark. This waterhole fills up with water moccasins. I think I know where your friend Woody went. And he starts taking down his like his overalls. <laughs> your friend? Is it a girl? No, he's a he. <laughs> but for, why is Molly immediately like taken by this man? Of like, she immediately is giving them like I'll sleep with you eyes. Of like I like you. Oh, I didn't get that at all. No, no. Because, well, she no. immediately like buddy buddies up with him and like takes his side a few times. I, I, I think, think it's, it's I'm scared of the old man and I don't want to step on any toes or like offend in the slightest. Is the way I took it. And maybe well, like, even you know just like a it's like a stern father thing because if if my head canon is correct and she is Amish, <laughs> you know they're, they're 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 trained to respect their male elders. Like. He's Mr. Slawson's like, well, I know you Amish gals are uh, good at churning butter. (laughs) But they all go back to the Jeep and Mr. Slawson's already there. And he says, oh, I'll give you a ride back to the museum. And he takes them and they go into this, what I believe is the basement, but also has its own exit of the museum. Am I correct? No, I think that's just the museum. No, I think that's that's a museum. That's what it was. Oh, okay. I think that's the main museum. It was just really bad. 
It's just cluttered and like it's old. But you know, honestly, the worse uh, a roadside attraction like this is organized, the better I'm gonna like it. Yeah, it's more character that way. Yeah. But he gets them all beer and they're talking and he talks about how his brother made the wax figures here and he gives them a demonstration of the soldier one that can fire a gun and everything. <laughs> that one you should scare the hell out of the kids. It's like, uh-huh, it scared the fuck out of us too. <laughs> the girls all stay behind while Mr. Slauson and Jerry go to fix the Jeep and they're waiting there for a while and then they do ask, can we use your phone? Sure, but it don't work. Yeah, the whole, like, it goes from, like, they get in the car with the man, now they're, like, he's, like, giving them beers, and I was like, well, can we use your phone? It's like, I don't have a phone, no one I feel like talking to. Yeah, that's always a red flag in these kind of movies, but... Yeah. So, so after I'm waiting for a while... House of a Thousand Corpses does the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly, that's what I was thinking, too. They stay behind while the guys go to leave to work on the Jeep, and... Eileen gets tired of waiting, and she sees the neighboring house that Mr. Slauson said, oh, that's Davy's house, and she decides to go there to see if he has a phone. Oh, I don't know if you caught it in the opening credits. It said that um, introducing Shaylar Kobe as Davy, and it had Davy in parentheses, there was a reason they did that. What? Um, they did, because they didn't want... They did that to protect the twist where you know, that Mr. Slauson was the killer as well. They, um, Shaylar Kobe was the name of the director's son. Oh, okay. So they just said it so they wouldn't, it wouldn't have Chuck Connors in both roles at the beginning there. They did it to throw you off of the twist. That makes sense. That's cool. Thanks, Wikipedia. But so Eileen's in this other house and everything at this point, and there's wax figures everywhere. By the way, fuck this movie for making me write mannequin so many times, but I don't know how to spell it. But she's creeping around the house, and these things are everywhere, and she keeps hearing someone whisper her name, and she thinks it's Woody, so she's looking around, and the wax figure's eyes all follow her, like, and so they clearly made these eyes and have someone behind it, like, turning the eyes with every single one of these figures, and... Um, at least one of these mannequins was a real person. Cause oh, really? Yeah, again, thanks Wikipedia for this. Um, one of the mannequins in an uncredited role is Linnea Quigley. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Holy shit. I fucking love her. Our killer, Davey, walks in and makes her sit with his mind, like pushes her into the chair, but without <laughs> physically touching her, and then chokes so her funny. out with like... her own scarf. Yeah, he, like, scoots the chair and, like, hits it against her legs, and she sits down. It's like, whoop! It's so, it's like, for half a second, it reminds me of, like, Three Stooges. And she just looks so annoyed. Like, she doesn't even look scared at this point. She looks, like, just pissed. Like, activate chair? (laughs) He chokes her out with her own scarf, again, with his mind. Doesn't pull it or anything. The scarf just starts tightening around her neck. And the other two girls are back in the museum still looking at a mannequin, and they reach out to touch it. Like, it feels like flesh! And so this is obviously flesh. Yeah, and I I think it's Molly who's like, it's really creeping me out. Like, let's turn the light off. I don't don't want to look at it anymore. Yeah. Then right then, Slauson comes back in and says, Jerry took the truck to town. It's beyond my fixing. 
and then there's a bunch of exposition about how that mannequin's made to look like his wife makes him feel like she's still around. He lost her to cancer way too young and all this kind of stuff. It's worthy of mentioning that Mr. Slauson walks around with a limp. Yeah. That never, never explained. No, he walks around with a limp. So that's later on when things happen, like there's a lot of running and stuff. You're like, it can't be him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't even think of that. Good catch. Knowing the twist, this next line is really weird because, like, where's that other girl? You know where the other girl is. Yeah. Well, I think that's just still more to just throw him off. Does he have Jason teleport powers of he can, like, change costumes and, like, travel extremely quickly, like, extremely far distances? Like, because he'll be in one area and then, like, immediately next scene he's, like, with uh, all these other people. Yeah, I'd be getting winded by the end of this. It's, he's an old guy. Yeah. But Slauson goes to the other house to look for her, to Davy's house, and he gets in and he finds Wax Eileen, I think? Yeah. Like, so, like, in the time, like, between, like, when he left with, Jer- left with Jerry and came back to the house, he had time to change clothes murder Eileen, turn her into a wax figure, change clothes again, and get back to the museum. And, like, a perfect wax figure, because people just keep talking about, like, oh my god, they're so lifelike and whatnot. It's like Frank Zeta would have the biggest boner walking into this house, like, holy shit, I thought my little New York apartment was amazing. He comes back to the house and he goes, oh, I didn't find Eileen, but he's gonna go out looking for her. And he takes off. It's just the other two girls, Becky and Molly, left. And they both leave after a lot of arguing. And Becky's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway. Molly doesn't want me to be left alone. And they get to Davy's house. And they hear Eileen's laugh from inside of it. And they think her and Woody are in their fucking is their first conclusion. Yes. Yeah, they're like, come on, Eileen. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Were you waiting all episode to make that? Yeah. (laughs) Becky climbs up the lattice to go in to scare her and she gets inside and this is also like like, these are like the worst people like their car as far as they know their car broke down and this nice old man is helping them now let's go break into his house let's climb over his house I'm gonna climb up the trellis and like go inside a like upstairs window the other one also broke into the house like you're already trespassing (laughs) Yeah, let, let, let's do everything this, as far as we know, kindly old gentleman who's just helping us fix our car told us not to. Hey, remember that mannequin that he said looks like his wife and that's why he made it? Just like, fuck it and like burn it. That'd be funny. <laughs> if, if this was a 2000s movie, 100%, that would be the case. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But she's inside looking, and she starts getting more and more scared. She's like, come on, this isn't funny anymore. And then, help me out with what happens here. Is Does Wax Eileen scare her? Or is that Davy? I'm very confused. I don't know, because it looks oh. like it's in Eileen's clothes, but I think, I think it's, it's supposed... I think it's, it's, the, it's what he considers Davy, even though he That's knows a- for a fact that he is Davy. Davy wearing the clothes. Yeah, when I'm talking about killer and I say Davy, that's what uh, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Okay, because well, he does wear the scarf the rest of the movie. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, he's, I, there, he sees that piece of clothing. It's almost like Ed Wood seeing a piece of uh, uh, Angora. It's just like, oh yes, I love this. This could be my new thing. But the killer attacks her, and then Becky runs into the other room, and she locks the door behind her. But then you're ah. Oh, and all these mannequins start like rocking back and forth and they all fall on her. And I mean like 20 mannequins just piling onto her, but not jumping, just falling one after the other onto her. And she finally gets out, but the killer attacks her again, but she knocks the killer out with one of the mannequin arms, but then more mannequins fall onto her and trap her there. And the it's just the most ridiculous scene in the world. This is the best, like, if you could show someone this scene out of context, you'd be like, who in the world would watch this? Yeah. <laughs> this is also where, like... from Throbbing with Horror. That's I, who. I don't know if you guys got this too, but I kept getting, like, slight Texas Chainsaw vibes from it, like, by certain yeah. scenes and whatnot. And Definitely. doing a little bit of research, that is because Robert A. Burns was the production designer and had also worked on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, perfect. Well, then that would make sense then. I was like, that's why it feels like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's the same guy. But she's carried into the basement, and Jerry is also tied up down there, and so is another girl who we've never seen it until this point. And she's tied up there. Davy leaves. The other girl says, we're all going to die. It's Mr. Slauson's brother. She's like, I heard of this, like, hip, young, cool hangout spot called the Abandoned Gas Station. <laughs> She was taken at the gas station, and now it's just Molly alone in the museum room. She's already kind of getting final girl treatment at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, when the other one went and broke into the house, she was like, I'm going to go back and wait. Yep. Because I'm, I'm a good girl. I, I'm wearing a white dress. Fuck Molly. In a captive basement room, Davy returns in a top hat and a tray. And like, we are going to have a party. Yes, we're going to have a party. What do you think of my outfit? As he likes does a spin and twirl, and he's like, "Now nah, we will all drink during the party. Come on, you're such a pretty girl." She refuses a drink. He's like, "Oh well," and he drinks it himself, so it wasn't poisoned, which I thought originally it was. But then he starts casting the girl's face in plaster, and I don't know what they use for this because I don't think it's real plaster. No, but holy fuck this scene. Oh, it's great because he's like, I'm going to, like, don't worry about suffocating. Your heart will explode from fear first. Just, like, explaining, like, to to this girl who's already terrified, just, like, every little thing that's going to happen. I'm like, this is, you know, because I was originally thinking of letting the children watch this movie, and then I got to this <sighs> scene, and I'm like, no. No. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so like, and they tense it up good with the music and everything. They even had, add like a heartbeat sound effect kind of into it, and then it just suddenly stops. And he's like, now you are one of us. And the whole time, Jerry is like biting at his, like, uh, the ropes around his wrists that are tied to the steps. Jerry yep. is like a great escape artist. He escapes like four times in this movie. He is actually a very smart victim in a horror movie. Yeah. He's making most of the right moves. Yeah, he doesn't just sit there and wait to die. Jerry's problem is follow through. Well, also, I don't think he suspects the man can move everything with his mind. Well, there's that, too. Like, oh no, a magician! <laughs> <laughs> he 
frees himself and tackles Davy, and they fight. Jerry's thrown against the wall and then choked out and cuts back to Molly. She's by the phone that doesn't work, but it rings. She answers it, and no one's there, and she realizes the line's not connected, so that's weird. And this is enough to freak her out enough to leave. Finally. Finally, she's like, something might be going up here. I arrived with three other people, and they all disappeared. Yeah. Where's the old man? Where's my butter churn? <laughs> Back to our basement captives. Jerry's now chained. He's not going to shoot through that. And Davey's talking to them. Like, do you know why I have to wear these masks? My brother makes me because I'm too handsome. <laughs> he, he fears I will steal his wife. It's just, yeah, it's so funny that he's like, I'm too pretty to have a face. Which this is entirely headcanon that he has made up for himself. And I yeah. love, like, in his head, I'm so good looking I have to wear a mask. Lest, lest I take the glory away from others. That could be the only way that my brother's wife would ever sleep with me. It's just because I'm so gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Slauson has a rich inner life. Yes, definitely. What goes on in his head is something to behold. But... He drops the key, too, and Jerry's reaching for it, but it pulls away. He goes, pretty good trick, huh? My brother doesn't like it when I use my powers, but it makes me feel good. Why should I hide it if it makes me feel good? I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'm like, is he talking about his powers or, or jerking it? Every time I use my powers, I come! Do you think you could, if you had these powers, do you think you could do that without your hands? <laughs> That's what the plaster is. It's not plaster. Yeah, like, do you think you could pull that off if you had these psychic powers? You don't even need your hands? All day long. What's that SNL sketch where Will Ferrell's doing yoga and he finally is able to reach his dick and he starts sucking it? And then, like, the place is closing and, like, they leave him there. They come back, like, a year later. He has a long beard. He's like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but Molly's outside. She hears someone whisper her name, and Davy chases her with the head of a mannequin. <laughs> he keeps holding up, and his mouth opens, and everything's like, ah! Let's um. <laughs> it's wood. Oh, it's, it's just the most ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen. And this is the thing, like, if you've only seen the trailer or maybe some pictures of it, you've probably seen this mannequin head screaming. Yeah. Yeah. She climbs over the fence, and Davy just throws the head over the fence <laughs> to her, like, and he yells, Molly! And it's just like, it's sitting there on the ground, it's just like, Aah! it starts screaming. <laughs> it's so fantastic. She runs, she sees a truck, it's Mr. Slauson, she gets in the truck with him, and they drive away, and she describes her chaser to him, and goes, oh, it's my brother, it's not his fault, He he's the way he is, and she starts talking about him and everything, and they drive back to the house, she's like, we have to call the police, he goes, oh, well, no, they'll just show up and shoot him, they, it's not his fault, but here, I'll turn the radio on, that always lures him back to the house, is yeah. he like an animal, like he's baiting him back to the house? It's this Bride of Frankenstein, and they're luring the monster back with the violin, like... Yeah! But, he goes, I'm just going inside to set the radio, you wait right here. She goes in, she's like, Mr. Slauson, it's taken a while. She hears the radio click on, she's very relieved. But then, since the radio's on, here comes Brother Davy around the corner. 
Okay, because Molly has the double barrel shotgun. Because Mr. Slauson was like, you see any unsavory characters, you pull them triggers. And she's like, I don't know how to fire a gun. And it's like, oh, you just point and pull them triggers. That'll do for you right there. I'll be right back as our old man hobble into this house. Which I'd like to point out, he could have also said, hey, put the buddy of the gun on your shoulder. Just saying. Yeah. She's holding it down at her side. I was waiting for her to just go flying backwards. She's so tiny yeah. holding that shotgun like, yeah. down like that. But she shoots Davy. He gets up. He shoots her again. It looks like he's down, but then he stands up and goes, you shot me with blanks. He bang, gets bang, shot. And he's like, bang, he dead. falls down. He's like, oh, oh. <laughs> he, he starts going, bang, bang, you're dead. <laughs> she, yeah. she smacks him with the gun, but the mask breaks, and it's just Mr. Slauson. <laughs> what? <laughs> the only other reveal. character in the movie did it? <laughs> the reveal is great. And so, obviously, she runs, and she gets to, like, the swimming hole where they were earlier, and she starts getting in the water. I don't know how he got here, but he's already in there, and rises from the depths behind her, and grabs her head and pushes her in the water, and scene cut. We've already established that he has powers. He has the Jason teleport powers somehow. Somehow it's yeah. Jason Voorhees, this undead, like, boy, man, and Mr. Slauson, the uh, Taurus Trap mannequin man. <laughs> Mr. Slauson is Jason's father. No, oh. they already revealed that. The last up, 10 minutes right? of this movie, though, are the best 10 minutes of this movie. I'm talking the chase with the mannequin head the whole way to the exposition about the brother yeah. and the gun to him rising from the oh. water. It's like a fever dream, the, the last 10 minutes. When I was talking earlier that I was, like, paying attention to every word, that was, this, like, this is this time period where I'm just like, holy shit, a lot is going on. Yeah. For a for a, a B movie, they crammed a lot into this. Yeah, see, this is why it made my top 15 70s list. Yeah, I, I I thank you for putting it on there. Also, if you are want to watch more of it, uh, Joe Bob did an episode of it on The Last Drive-In. So whenever that's available on Shudder off and on, it's worth it. It's so good. That's how I found it. Oh, did you guys watch the uncut version? Yes. I think. Okay, as did, as did I, which I was unaware of, because it's only like two extra minutes of footage, I noticed. Okay. Yeah. I've actually watched, I watched the version on Peacock, which is the cut version, and I watched the version on Tubi, which is the uncut version, and I truly could not notice the difference. I watched it on Shudder. I'm not sure what's different. I don't think it's anything no. significant. But anyway, back in the basement, Becky kicks a knife over to Jerry and that's also, there's a knife now. And Slauson <laughs> is in another room eating with a wax mannequin and talking to the wax mannequin and everything, and its head falls off. Well, the so wax so mannequin won't react until it's like, she won't let you eat your dessert until you put this fucking mask on. It's like, once again, it's like House of a Thousand Corpses. As soon as he puts the mat, like, fake face on. He's like, the mannequin pops to life. He's like, hello. Oh, yes. We're having some dinner. That's what I said. Let's eat. Is the soup's good? Yes, the soup's good. It was, again, another movie that we cover where they're eating soup. soup. Oh, I love soup. I had some good soup today. Mom made homemade chicken noodle soup. I loved it. I had nice. chicken noodle soup from Eaton Park. Love soup. soup I did not. Soup is great. Soup oh, is great. Greg. 
I know, I pizza. See, I'm trans- transitioning into old man now that I'm, like, in my 30s of I'm going to be eating soup and, like, getting ready. Like, I have a lot of bran and, like, prunes and stuff. I'm getting my body ready. Are you going to start waking up like I do? No, that won't happen unless my <laughs> job, like, requires it. But uh, Molly wakes up tied to a bed and Slauson wheels in the soup mannequin with its fallen head and it lunges at her. And he laughs. He goes, you treat me right now. I'll be good to you. And starts like laying next to her, goes to kiss her and everything. And she's like, please stop. And he does. Thankfully. Well, he's like, you, you're so beautiful. Just like my wife. Like, and let me put this mask of her face on you. Now I can kiss you <laughs> without feeling like, feeling like I'm cheating on my wife. That's what this is all about. Back in the basement, Jerry's cut through the chains, like fine, and yeah, frees he Becky again. Yeah, he's this Houdini here. He frees Becky, and they're both in the hallway. But they stop and pose as mannequins in the hall. Slauson oh, yeah. comes out and looks, and they're unnoticed. Very tense scene, actually. Because Slauson's in like the adjacent room, like playing with baby dolls, and he has like his grandma mannequin sitting there with him. Because it won't, because like uh, Jerry goes running by the door and he turns around, he looks at Grandma Mannequin, he's like, Did you see anything? It's like, Oh, don't fuss around, don't wake the baby. But Jerry's discovered finally, and he just runs and jumps through the window. Slossing goes after, like, You you can't run. And then as he's on the porch about to face Jerry, <laughs> he hops out and runs the opposite way. And I guess Slossing thinks she's going to be easier to catch because he chases her. He finds her, takes her inside, and the the wax woody statue, like, in the museum. She gets in the museum room, but the soldiers all come to life, the wax figures, and they start shooting at her, and the one, like, throws a tomahawk at her, hits her in the back of the head, and she dies. Well, real quick, going back to when Jerry was, like, escaping the room. I love yeah. how he's, like, tries the door and it's locked. He tries the window and it's locked. It's, like, he's being very quiet. And then, like, Slauson, like, breaks open the two double doors, like, Leatherface style. And Jerry's, like, fuck it. It does, like, a runny jump through the window. There, I was, like, bravo. I was, like, there's so many times the character could escape easily if they broke the window. But for some reason, they won't break the window. Look what your brother did to the door! Oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> but yeah, so Becky's dead now. Molly's in the bed, and the wax lady is taking care of her, but it, like, transforms into a real person, at least in her mind. I, I would say, I think I think Molly's getting a little bit hallucinating at this point. Yes. Molly's on Molly? <laughs> but, well, no, she would never do that. She's way too good for that. They don't have that in the Amish communities, Brett. I sniffed coffee once. And then I prayed. <laughs> he carries her into the museum room and mine locks the doors behind him, takes the takes her mask off, and he takes his mask off and he falls asleep in the chair. Not really, it's a test. She starts crawling away, and all the mannequins start rocking back and forth, going, ah, ah, again at her. Yeah, is this where they also start like you, the, some of the mannequins like start turning into actual real people, and then they turn back into mannequins. And yeah, yeah. As Corey said, I think she's just hallucinating. Yeah, carries her into another room, which used to be my brother's room. Was there ever a brother? Yes, I, I, there was. Yeah. Because when she, when her and Becky are looking through the uh, the photo album, there is a picture of the brother. 
But he also says that he he killed his brother because him and the brother and his wife were um, doing the Humpty Dance. Oh, yeah, that's right here. Because he carries her, he puts the wife mask back on her, goes, tell me you love me, and she does. And that's where he says that. He gets weird and says, I killed my wife and brother for, in my own, sleeping together in my own house. And then they were whoring. Yeah, they were whoring. (laughs) Then he's like defending it by like, it's my right as a man to kill my wife and brother if they're fucking each other. I'm just taking my right. But then after I killed her, I missed her. (laughs) That's why I made that mannequin out there with a flashlight stuffed in the crotch. I mean, that tribute to my lovely wife. I do love how he says, which is my right. I don't... (laughs) Your Honor, (laughs) may I present to court the evidence? It is my right, if there is whoring in my own house, to take matters into my own hands. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not how it works, buddy. But I got a right. I know my rights. No, do you not hear my accent? That means I can kill my wife and brother. (laughs) He he goes, you'll have to join the others, which I think is him about to say he's about to kill her. But Jerry's at the door knocking, and he breaks in with an axe. And Molly goes over to him and goes, Kill him, Jerry. And Jerry looks like he's about to, but he's frozen in place. And Slauson's laughing. I guess his powers can just turn people into mannequins. He doesn't even need plaster. Because he starts taking them apart piece by piece. Yeah, it's actually like quite disturbing. Of All of a sudden, they take his arm off. And Jerry, even for a second, is just like, what the fuck? When did I die? Yeah, what? <laughs> it's the cheapest. He's doing everything right. He just gets killed and turned into a mannequin by mind powers. Yeah, because he takes his arm off, then Slauson, like, takes his head off, which is a funny, like, real quick bit right before they cut to, like, the mannequin head getting taken off of Chuck Connors, like, pushing John Ness's head to the side. (laughs) But then, like, all the mannequins pull an evil dead and start saying, join us, and Slauson's dancing with the one just all around the room as the others come to life. He's really into this dance, too, because... Molly literally picks up the axe and is holding it for a long time as he's spinning back and forth with his mannequin, and finally she axes him right in the head. Yeah, with an axe. And some, why don't you take this ending, please? Oh, what? The, so I'm guessing because she like drives a she like, drives away in the jeep, VW thing, whatever it is. And I'm guessing the mannequins she has with her are her friends. That's Yeah, they are. It's the mannequin versions of her friends. But I'm guessing she's just insane now. It's like Sally at the end of Texas Chainsaw where she's just like manically laughing. I yeah. guess. Or I like my idea of she goes to the police and just looks like a maniac. Like, these are my friends! Look what he did with a bunch of mannequins. Like, uh... It's like, Jerry, tell him! Tell him what happened! Danielle Harrison, Hatchet 3. I killed him. I yeah. killed him. <laughs> and then credits, and that's Taurus Trap. Yay, Taurus Trap. Fun pick, Corey. It's a, it's a fun movie. Have I redeemed myself from last month for you, Greg? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. All right, you guys ready for Count of the Dead? Let's, do Let's get the into dead. the Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Alright, the Throbbing Thor Count of the Deads, where we tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Taurus Trap? I'm gonna go six. I'm also saying six. 
And I'm also saying you're both right. Yay! <laughs> Brett has learned to just say whatever number I say, because I'm right. Well, Brett's also started to pay a little bit, a little bit more attention. <laughs> <laughs> this was an easy one to keep track of, too. Because especially yeah. if you just keep track of two others, and you see how many people are in the Jeep with her at the end. Oh, that's see, why that's... it's like so funny when they're, it's the reveal that Mr. Slauson's the killer. It is, it's like, the only other character in the movie did it! <laughs> That's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So many fun noises in this movie. This was a really fun movie for dumb noises, yes. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So, Mr. Slauson's whole thing is he made the mannequin of his wife because he misses his wife, and he, like, in his mind, and can semi-bring her back to life. At least in his mind, and can make the mannequin move. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to do a dead person who you would want to bring back as a mannequin. Alright. So, a number one version of a person you'd want to bring back as a mannequin, the worst version of someone you would want to bring back as a mannequin, Gene Siskel. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Welcome back, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, a number 10 version of a person you would want to bring back as a mannequin, the best version of a person you would want to bring back as a mannequin, is Bella Lugosi. Could you imagine having <laughs> him back and like people were actually giving him good parts? I knew as soon as you said about this, I'm like, okay, we're getting Bella as number oh, one. Oh, yeah! Bella's back! And he's my best friend! We're gonna go pal around, because I'm the one that brought him back as the mannequin. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give Taurus Trap seven people you'd bring back as a mannequin out of ten. It's a lot of fun. It's a little slow at the beginning, but as soon as it, like, ramps up to holy shit speed... It goes pretty holy shit for the rest of the movie and really saves it. So I have a lot of fun with this every time. I love the gritty 70s feel of it. Like it, like I said, it reminded me of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and like that just grittiness of it. Um, it feels more of like an early 70s film, I feel, than like a 1979 movie. But I love it. I think it's the low budget of it all. It like almost knocks it back to the beginning of the decade for the feel. Yeah, yeah I love the grittiness. Yeah. Um, I would, I would seven and a half out of 10. Uh, okay. Basically everything Brett said, you know, it's, it's a good time. Like I said, I had not watched this movie. I watched it before I said, Hey, I want to do this, but I had not watched it before the seventies list episode. And since he put it on there, I'm like, you know what? I've been meaning to check it out. I'm going to check it out. I regretted nothing. I had a great time. I've watched it probably four or five times since then. Like I just, I really like this movie. I'm glad that I put it on my 70s list and someone actually took that advice and used it and found the movie and liked it. That made me feel nice. Yeah, like I said, I, uh, bravo. It was a, this was a lot of fun. I'm actually thinking I'm going to order the uh, the retro VHS box set of it from uh, from Full Moon. Nice. It comes with a little Mr. Slauson figure, and, um, <laughs> and it's signed by Charles Band. Oh, perfect. 
I went six people I would bring back as a wax statue out of Ted. I had a lot okay. of fun with this movie. It is a mess, and I mean, yeah. I also mean that lovingly. There's parts I'm annoyed as hell at this movie. Then there's parts, like I said, there's just the best ten minute segment, like smack dab <laughs> in the middle of this movie of what yeah. the fuck that is a great time. And I just love the voice of Mr. Slauson or Davy or you know the bad guy voice. You think that I'm pretty, don't you? Like, every once in a while, he looks like Elvis, then he puts on, like, a lady mask, and then... <laughs> he makes me wear this mask because I'm too handsome. <laughs> I'm so pretty. He calls me my pretty boy. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of fun on this one. Yeah, very nice pick, Corey. If you hadn't have picked it, I would have. <laughs> the only other thing I have is buy our freaking merch tpublic.com slash throbbing with horror. If you don't want to buy our merch, leave us that five-star review too. That makes me just as happy as anything else. That's like my number one thing that brightens my day. Anytime I see a new five-star review or like on Apple podcasts, you can leave like a comment. Do that. I love it so much. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you can now follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Yes. Interns Corey. If you're already following the uh, Throbbing with Horror page, you can find it right through there. It's real easy. (laughs) But yeah, we hope that Taurus Trap has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else... Subscribe for more tantalizing terror and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.